Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 166 of the Love Life Connection podcast. As you can tell, I'm a little nasally and froggy sounding today. So this is going to be a super short intro. I'm trying to save my voice. I've got a photo and video shoot tomorrow at the time that I'm recording this. And so I obviously want to save my voice for that and try to heal. So don't worry, I am taking a nap and then getting a vitamin B shot after I record this. So I am taking care of myself and taking my own advice. I definitely think this is the universe's way of saying, Veronica, just chill out and sit on your butt and don't do anything. Okay, fine. Advice taken. Uh, anyways, I will get to that. So today's episode, I'm really excited. I have another client on the show and her name is Sarah. And I just love, love, I mean, I've loved working with Sarah. We worked together for a year and a half, two years or so and witnessing her transformation and going from, I don't know, this is really going to happen for me, or I don't know if I can break these habits to meeting a great man and then also getting married and, and you know, continuing to grow. And her marriage and her relationship just makes me so happy. And I can't wait to show share her story. Oh, I can't wait for her to share her story with you. And, you know, the reason that I have these women coming onto the show is, you know, not to toot my own horn or be like, oh, look how cool Veronica is. But for me, I really like to see, you know, quote unquote, regular old people accomplishing what I want to accomplish. Because sometimes, you know, it's really easy to look at some sort of influencer online or someone who has a lot of followers and just kind of almost dehumanize them and be like, oh, well, they can do that because they have this or that. And so it's like, kind of a combo of dehumanization, but also putting them on a pedestal of like, they must have something special or know something I don't know or whatever. And so I like bringing that back to earth and like, no, actually, like you're human and you're not any more or less human than any of the clients that I've worked that have accomplished their goals. And I want you to see 
that. And I want you to be able to relate to them and connect with them because that's just going to help you to be able to reach your goals and that like, yeah, you don't need anything special. There's no secret sauce. There's no silver bullet. It's just about doing the work, even if it gets uncomfortable, even if it gets ugly, even if you feel like it's taking too long or whatever it is, but you just keep going and you will get exactly what you want in life because I just, I mean, that's just something I strongly believe. So I hope Sarah's story can give you some insight. I think she's got some really great, I mean, obviously great things that have helped her with her life. And, and maybe there's, those are some things that you can, um, you know, bring into your own life and to implement and see if they can help you. I mean, I believe they can, obviously, everyone's different. So if it doesn't resonate, that's totally fine. But I think that by listening to her story, you're going to be able to see a lot of your own struggles and questions and patterns and habits and all that kind of stuff in her story. And I think that's just going to give you um, some peace of mind, like, okay, this is doable. And that's really what I want you to get out of the series that I'm doing with clients is just seeing how doable this is, because it is 100% doable for the regular old person. And we're all just regular old people, including you. So without further ado, let's get over to my conversation with Sarah. And there's not going to be an outro this episode. So I'll just go ahead and ask and remind you here is once you listen to this episode, come find me on Instagram and let me know what you think. Send me a DM, comment on my photos. I'm at Veronica E. Grant. And once you listen to this episode, please take a second to leave a quick rating or a review. So just tap the stars. Or if you got an extra 30 seconds, leave a quick review. I really love hearing from you. And of course, it also does help to grow the show, which I am just so appreciative of for your support in that if you like this podcast. All right, my dear, that is all I've got. Let's get over to my conversation with Sarah. Oh, and just one more thing. Sarah also graciously agreed to share a wedding photo of her and Zach, and it's beautiful. So I hope you'll go check it out. And you can check it out at the show notes page, veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 166. You can also click the purple links in the um, iTunes page where this episode is being played, and that should take you to that page as well. veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 166 to check out the show notes and to see the wedding picture. All right, let's go with the episode. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the show. I'm really excited that you're here with me today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So just so everyone knows, I gave you I gave you a little intro in the introduction to this episode, but you and I worked together and um, you got married this year or last year, I guess, technically. Um, so I'm really excited for you to share your story and kind of your before and after. And I talked about this a little bit when I had Lauren on the show last week. Um, But, you know, I just would love for you to share your transformation. And transformation is kind of a silly word because obviously I think there was a before and after for you and your experience. But as you know, we're always learning, we're always growing. So there's never like a really like an end point, which a transformation might assume that. Um, But anyways, I would love for you to just talk a little bit about what dating and relationships were like for you in your quote unquote before phase of your transformation. Okay. So there was a lot of excitement and a lot of disappointment and that just seemed to cycle with every person I met. It'd be really exciting in the beginning and kind of put the guy on a pedestal and then you didn't turn out to be the person that pretty much I anticipated him to be. And then it would be this Mm -hmm. huge disappointment and then it would be having to get over that disappointment and then get myself to get out there and date again. But 
primarily the reason why is because the people I was attracting was people that I really didn't ever see myself with. But so I couldn't Mm -hmm. figure out why I was attracting those people, but they needed me and they made me feel good because I knew I could help them. I've always been the helper kind of person. And I wouldn't, I didn't see that and I didn't know I was attracting that. And I would look at all of their great qualities, but underlying, they all really just didn't have the qualities that I was looking for in a husband. So Mm -hmm. one thing is I saw, I saw their potential that unfortunately a lot of these men did not see for themselves. So I just thought, you know, I could see them doing this or that and, you know, not to change them because I always knew I couldn't change somebody, but I just always thought they could get better or do better. And then I would just end up disappointed that our relationship would go nowhere. And it was me. I was pretty controlling and masculine. I learned a lot about masculinity and femininity. And one big thing was just like slowing down and like letting the man be the man. I just would take control. And I mean, I would would open doors. I would, I would open doors at restaurants. I would walk in and say table for two. I mean, I just, I'm just a take charge kind of person. And it was my upbringing in my twenties and I was just miss independent. I thought it was so attractive and that's what guys want. And it made me feel good to be so independent. But at the end of the day, I just learned that I want to be the feminine role in a relationship. And I want to give the man the opportunity to do the things that they want to do for me that I didn't realize what makes relationships work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How did you learn that? So through working with you through different things you've brought up to read, I mean, we've gone over through the Greek, like goddesses things we went over. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. all the details better than I do, but all, all the work that I did with you helped me so much. Just really right. understand right. kind of where my shortcomings were that I thought were strengths, which I mean, you would never tell me they were shortcomings because they did help me in some part of my life. They weren't terrible traits. It was just, how does this work in a relationship? And how do you let the man be the man in the relationship? Right, right. Well, I mean, here's the th- be the man. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing about coaching. I mean, I didn't do any of this. You did this all, right? So on some level, you you saw this change for yourself, right? Whether it was like getting more into the feminine, releasing control, not being um, the helper or the fixer so much. So was there a point um, when you were dating <clears throat> when you realize like, okay, what I'm doing is actually not working. And not only is it not working, but it's actually sabotaging me. Like what was that moment? Yeah. I feel like I would just, I would put everything out there too soon. Like my own insecurities, I'd put it all on the table and like date two and scare people away. It's like, we all have things about ourselves that maybe we're not proud of, or maybe we wish it didn't happen in our lives, but people don't need to know that on the second date. You need to get to know people, see if you even like this person, if you want to continue dating this person, you don't owe this person anything before you even know them. So mm-hmm. that was one huge thing is everyone has their things that they think it's why people don't like them. So I would just put it all out on the table and then scare them away naturally. I mean, why wouldn't they be scared? <laughs> but it was an, an effort for me to not get hurt too. I'm like, well, let's see if they can handle this and this about me. If not, then too bad for them. But really it was just too much too soon. 
Right, right. There's, there's, there's definitely a fine line between, you know, being, you know, unabashedly yourself and also um, revealing who you are slowly over time so that it's a safe space to share, you know, your secrets and your personality and your characteristics and your quirks and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I just know, you know, one thing that we worked on a lot in our time together was um, people pleasing and fixing. Um, and, and maybe this is something that you still feel a little bit in your life. I don't know. Um, I kind of think that we have core wounds and they're always there. They never really hundred percent go away. Um, but we learn to um, relate to it in a new way and maybe manage it better. So, um, you know, you, you know that you were attracting all of these other guys because you were a fixer and they needed you and you needed them because it made you feel good and you felt like you could take care of them and maybe they wouldn't leave if you were taking care of them. Um, how did you begin to shift that pattern? Because I work with a lot of people, a lot of women, and of all of the patterns out there, people pleasing, I think, is one of the hardest patterns to shift. So I'm curious to hear what steps or what really helped you to release that pattern, especially in relationships. So that was actually going through the program, the Date Yourself Challenge. I don't know if you still have that, but it was really, really helpful. And it was really just learning what I want and what makes me happy. One of them was, I mean, take yourself on a date. I took myself to a park and had coffee. It was like the best thing ever. It's so minimal. (laughs) And then just like plan a trip by yourself. I never even took the trip, but it was just so liberating that I would go to this ski resort and I would get on a snow bike and I would snowshoe. It's like just things, you get so wrapped up and maybe going in a group vacation and what does everybody else want to do? And I'm people pleaser. So I'm go with the flow. So it was kind of eye opening to just see what, what do I like? What makes me happy? And I just didn't date for a while. That was a huge thing. Taking time to date myself, which I learned from you. <laughs> and um, so thank you. <laughs> but it's huge because you don't know what you want. Cause you're just, I mean, that's another thing too. I thought like, aside from being this independent was go with the flow. That's what people like, like just be easy. No one wants someone who's hard to get along with. So it was really nice to figure out what I like and what I want. And it was when you date yourself, I, mean, I was buying myself flowers. I mean, everyone's different, but there's different things that make you feel good. And when you make yourself feel so good, when you start dating someone that's not treating you good, it sticks out because I felt really good alone. So I got to the point where I was like, I don't want to be with anybody if they're not going to bring joy to my life because I'm really happy right now. And I really had to take that break from dating and date myself, so to say, to get in that Mm -hmm. place. And -hmm. as soon as someone would come in and started like, it was like, I would just look past like icky things that people would say or do because I would just justify everything. Well, who knows how they were brought up or this or that, but that's all fine. I, I don't judge. I get along with anybody, but that person's not necessarily going to be my husband or the father of my children. So that was, it was really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing you said, and, and by the way, I, I love that the date yourself challenge and just dating yourself helps you so much because um, it's, you know, so I run the challenge once a year now over Valentine's Day and okay. people will be like, oh, I don't even know what makes me happy. And I'm like, well, this is so important to figure out before you can be in a relationship. Otherwise you just settle for whatever. Cause you're like, oh, maybe this is how relationships so are supposed to be. Um, or maybe I'm just expecting too much. And, you know, I know that the rom-coms are like 
not realistic. And so I'm just too attached to that ideal. And um, obviously that is an ideal, but also doesn't mean that relationships are supposed to suck in real life either. <laughs> um, one thing that you mentioned that I think a lot of women in this community um, struggle with, just they struggle with, but the whole like being independent um, thing, because there's obviously like a good and a bad part to that, right? Like your independence and your ability to be self-sufficient has gotten you to where you are in your career, right? And you keep growing in the in the financial institution that you're in, which is awesome. And it also, you can see how it held you back. So can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about like how you shifted your relationship to your independence? And like, I don't think you got, my impression is like, you didn't get rid of it. You know, like, oh, it's bad to be right. independent. And then you just like latched yourself on to the next guy. <laughs> you still have that, but you also like um, softened in some areas. So can you talk a little bit about that and paint a picture so people listening can get an idea of what that might look like? Yeah, that was a lot of growth too. It's it's kind of hard to make that shift, but it's it's definitely good in the long run. But it we're more of a team, so that's what I always wanted. That's those were the things that I learned over what makes me happy. What do I want in a man? It's not like some of the silly things that you think it would be if you make a list, but it's like, mm -hmm. you really want this person to be part of a team. And I mean, that's the biggest thing with me. It's just, we're a team, but then we have our own individuality too. Like I'm not afraid to go out with my friends. Or I just took a road trip with my mom. Like we are one now that we're married and he's my number one, but I still have to have my downtime, my alone time, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I know how to explain how I stepped away from independence. Can you help me out with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can definitely help you with that. <laughs> um, a little under the weather right you now. You have a way of okay. helping me express <laughs> my feelings. Well, okay. That I can't yeah, get out. yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this. So, um, okay. So you be, you began to see that. Well, let me ask you this. How did you realize that your independence was holding you back in your relationships? Like well, how did I you experience that? Um, I think I just, it just was like a realization. Like I never really had anybody come out and say it, but I uh -huh. just think now that I've become less independent, I just think, or not, let's take charge, I would say. I just feel like yeah, it's just more comfortable. Like men need to be, they want to take care of a woman. They want you to give them that opportunity. So I mm -hmm. let, you know, I have to like slow down. So that's like, I have to like slow down when we go into a restaurant. Like it was really hard for me at first. Slow mm -hmm. down and let that go first. Let him say there's two of us and we're going to get a table. It's silly stuff, but I mean... It's ideally how I wanted it to be, but it's like, mm -hmm. and I would be like, oh, that's another thing too. I would be like, gosh, why won't he just take charge? But it was like, because I was so much faster at it. It's like men move a little slower and think a little slower too. And I'm just like fast paced, go, 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 get the job done. So it's just really understanding that men are think differently. They share things differently. When I have a conversation, like I would be before nervous if there was silence but now I've learned men are thinking and it takes them a minute sometimes to get their thought so don't cut them off because then they then they feel emasculated so 
I was emasculating men for sure and did not realize it and never intended to. That was another thing right. we went over was emasculation. Yeah. 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 That's always a hard pill for a woman to swallow. It's not like anyone's trying to like emasculate a man. And it's also an interesting conversation because, you know, in the age of um, Me Too and tearing down the patriarchy and all that stuff, it's not like we want to be like, oh, I'm sorry, men. Because obviously there's a lot of male privilege in our world. Um, but it's totally true um, that, you know, when we're really emasculated, we can then emasculate a man. And it just makes it really hard to have a relationship. For anyone listening who wants to learn more about this, I highly recommend Alison Armstrong's book. Um, oh, my God, I'm totally forgetting the name of her book right now. Just Google Alison Armstrong and read any of her books. It'll be fine. Um, I love her as an author. Um, so how is that the one about this? the frog or frog farming? Yes, 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 the frogs. <laughs> yeah. About how how women are turning um princes into frogs or whatever. Yeah. Whereas like people are <laughs> people are always like, Oh, I'm always kissing a bunch of frogs. I've heard that a lot actually. And um Alison Armstrong would argue is like, Oh, well women are actually turning them into frogs. <laughs> right. I was reading it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a fa- I can't remember. I can't believe I can't remember the book right now. Um, oh, The Queen's Code. That's what it is, The Queen's Code. She has right. another book, Keys to the Kingdom. Um, I haven't read that one, actually. So I only recommend it because I love Alison Armstrong, but I have read The Queen's Code, which is so good. Um, I highly recommend for every woman to read. Anyways, um, so here's another thing I want to ask, and then I want to talk about Zach. But um, so sometimes you know, women will do like the date yourself challenge or they'll read a book or listen to my podcast. And then it's like, they get a bunch of insight and then nothing changes or it doesn't change fast enough. So I want to give, I want you to give people like a realistic timeline, like how long, you know, when you're talking about your before, when you were taking care of guys, attracting not so great guys, being the fixer, all that kind of stuff to being you know, then making those realizations, getting to the point where you weren't dating and then getting to a point where you're meeting great guys and then eventually Zach. Um, how long was that process? So I dated men like that my entire life until uh-huh. you and I started working together. I'm 39 now. We probably met, I don't know, two? Did we meet two years ago? Three years ago? Yeah, I'm But I think we worked I think together. I think 2016. I I'd say we worked together for like a year and a half before I met Zach, yeah. wouldn't you say? But it yeah, didn't it feel like a right. long time when I was working on myself because I was so focused on myself. And I still dated here and there. I kind of laughed about it. I was like, well, I'm just still learning what I don't want. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> throw in the towel. If you don't feel like dating, don't date. If you feel like it, go on a date. It's not, you know, just uh, I wouldn't hold so much to it. So I wouldn't. I mean, every person I'd meet, I'd be like, this is the one. And I, like, I got that out of my head where I was like, it's okay if it's not the one. Like, just chill out and get to know the person. Like, you don't even know if you like this person yet. You don't even know, not that they're terrible people, but maybe they're just not the one for you. There's only going to be one person, you know? Right. Or, right. Totally. Totally. I like that. So tell me about meeting Zach. What was that like? It was awesome. So we met, we were up north, he was up with family and I was up with friends and I was actually, I mean, I hate to say when they say, you know, when you're not looking, that's when you meet somebody. Cause you're always in the back of your head looking like no matter what, but I was yeah. really not interested in dating. I was just so annoyed with being so disappointed. And I was just there with my friends and having a good time. And this guy came up and he just, 
I like shy for me to say it. I don't like to talk about myself like this, but he just walked up and said, you are beautiful. Like, wow, that was really nice. And then he kind of, we talked a little bit and then he kind of went on and did his thing and we did our thing. And then we danced, we're dancing to fast songs, like slow dancing to fast songs on the dance. We're just being silly. We just had a good time, not expecting anything of it. And it was actually, it took my friend though, my, uh, you call that? Your wingman. She was my wingman and she put my phone number in his phone because I just wasn't doing a thing about it. And she's like, why aren't you talking to this guy more? He's a great guy. He's totally your type. And I was just like, whatever. <laughs> so she did that and we ended up exchanging texts that night once we got home. just making sure I got home okay. And then the next day we were up north. So it's like a sandbar party. So we went to that. The whole next day we met up with him and his family and then they came back to my friend's parents house that night they had a party and then the next day was labor day and he and still my friend is like you're so nonchalant like you're not excited I'm like who knows what this is gonna be like you know how many times I've met people and it's gone nowhere I'm like it's just he's cool like that's great it's just I'm just not that I'm not emotionally investing myself in anything right now you know yeah but then I'm Labor Day on that Monday, he's like, "Do you want to go to lunch?" And that's when I got like the little butterflies. I'm like, "Oh, he wants to like go out, but you know, we could just go our separate ways and go home and text and keep in touch or whatever." But he wanted to go to lunch, so I thought that was really nice. And so we did that, that, and then our um, relationship was long distance. He lives three hours away, but he traveled here a lot. He'd come and see me almost every weekend, or I would go there, or we would go up north. And it's great. We've been married five months, going strong. <laughs> and that awesome. was fast everyone oh. always said oh we need somebody it's gonna happen so fast and I'm thinking why what's the rush but we got engaged after six months married seven months later so it's all yeah it's really good really great guy good I'm so happy to hear that well I mean everyone obviously um is on their own timeline so you know Stevie and I dated for three years when we were engaged for a year we actually got married on our four-year anniversary um, but one thing that you mentioned that I just want to mention, um, is it happens when you least expect it. And, um, there's truth behind that, even though it's like one of the most annoying things, except those are like, <laughs> one, that was like one of those things when people said that to me when I was dating, I was like, um, excuse me, can you give me a pen so I can like poke your eyes out right now? <laughs> Seriously. Like, this is the number one thing I want in life. Why would I stop trying? (laughs) Exactly. And exactly. And it's like, you can't ever not care or not want it, even if it's not like I party, like you said, it's still in the back of your head. And so the truth behind it is that you are completely unattached, right? And when you're going into a relationship or a dating or a date or whatever with an attachment to a particular outcome, then, um, then I think that's where the control comes in and we're not really being in the flow or being feminine. Um, and that's where it's really hard to just be yourself. Cause again, you're trying to like on some level, like manipulate or orchestrate the situation or him getting him to like you or whatever. And it's really hard to grow a real connection based on that. So that's definitely the, the truth behind it. However, I just say, practice non-attachment rather than oh it'll happen when you least expect it (laughs) it's a different way to 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 approach it um so now that you're married um you know obviously I think you know by now that a huge mistake that I think a lot of women make is thinking that like well okay I used to live in Charleston South Carolina and Charleston South Carolina is like the only cool city in South Carolina which means that 
every single bachelorette party that happens in South Carolina is most likely going to happen in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> and um, when I and so when I lived there, we would go out on Friday or Saturday nights, and there was bachelorette parties pretty much every night, every bar you could go to, just everywhere. Oh wow! And um, <clears throat> there is there was one bachelorette party I saw, and they were all wearing these T-shirts, and it was like an old school. Game Boy or Nintendo or I don't even know the difference between the two but one of the like the little gray thing with like little buttons you know like from the Mm -hmm. 90s or the 80s or something and so that was like a screen print on the t-shirt and then on on the screen it says um it said game over or whatever and then like the date of the wedding and the couple's name and I'm thinking okay first of all that's cute but second of all is that really true (laughs) because I don't think it's actually (laughs) really true and I think there's a lot of a big mistake people get into get into is like, oh, I married now, like things are gonna be good, and like I don't have to worry about this anymore. But the truth is, is that like a lot of what I teach and the, a lot of the work that I do with my clients is honestly really applicable. You know, aside from like maybe talking about texting on Tinder, like a lot of it is pretty applicable mm-hmm. to whether you know you're single or in a relationship. So, what has really helped you to continue to to grow as a person, but then also as a couple with, with Zach since being married. Just learning how to communicate. I've grown up in a family where it's just like, we don't talk about anything. You just dust it under the rug. Everybody's happy. There's no confrontation. You know, we're all just want everybody to be comfortable. So really learning how to communicate and just putting expectations out there. We did premarital counseling, which is really helpful just to mm-hmm. learn a lot about how, our upbringings were different and what we might expect in marriages that a lot of people don't realize until after they're married. Like, like you would never expect somebody like, why would you do it that way? That's not how my family's done it for almost 40 years. Like, you know, what's wrong with you? Like, you know, that's not the way to think about it. Everyone grew up and lived very differently. So it was learning and understanding that. And we're just very, we're both very much open to our differences. And then just communicating. If something bothers us, we just bring it up right away and talk through it. It's just, it's so important to get things out there and not hold things in. So, I mean, yeah. that helps a lot. And we don't have, I mean, we really, I think we've talked so much and explained so much about ourselves. We've been so open about our upbringing that there's, there can be a lot of confusion in people if you don't truly know the person. Yeah, totally. Totally. And do you feel like you're still growing and working on you? But then oh, yeah. Growing as oh, a couple? 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you move in, you start combining bills, everything's stressful. You're like, this is supposed to be the honeymoon period. Why isn't this fun? <laughs> <laughs> so we make time for fun, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So Learning the little is... quirks and the things he does that drive yeah. me crazy and <laughs> claims there's nothing I do that drive him crazy, but I know it's just a matter of time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's a matter of time. Stevie will definitely tell me what drives him crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, I can tell you what drives him crazy the most about me is, well, A, my lack of cleanliness, but also B, is I'll be like, oh, yeah, Stevie, I'm ready to go. Let's get out the door. And, like, so he's standing by the door, but, like, I say I'm ready to go, but I still need to put my shoes on. I still need to find my purse, and I probably need to look for my sunglasses because I don't know what those, what the, where those are. But it's like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> but, like, not actually ready to go. <laughs> drives him crazy. Um, Anyways, I digress. Uh, so, okay. Last question is what is, you know, something that I haven't asked you or just something that you want to just reiterate with everyone listening? Like what is one thing 
you know, for women who are maybe feeling like, oh, it's never going to happen, or they just feel kind of hopeless, or maybe love isn't for me, or people like me, or, you know, whatever the story is in their head around that kind of stuff, what would you want them to know? I would say I truly, I got to the point where I was just like, you know what? I always thought I would get married. I always thought I'd meet somebody, but maybe it's not for me. I, I thought that. And I was, I was getting to the point where I was okay with that. I was just like, I need, I'm turning 40 this year, 2019. So I was like, you know what? If I'm not married by the time I'm 40, I just need to start looking for a condo. I just, it was kind of like, what if? And so I made a whole plan. I became semi-okay with it. And once I started working with Veronica, I just learned so much about myself and everyone has their own things, but mine was my weight. I was very insecure. I had gained weight over the years and I just really felt like I was one of those. If I lost weight, they'd like me. So I really just, I didn't lose any weight before I met Zach. I actually married him at my heaviest weight ever, but I, I don't care. And we're working now to become healthier and we want to lose weight just to be healthier people. But, um, the dating myself, what makes me happy? Just being happy with who I am. I, what are all the great qualities about myself? You know, I'm a great person. I have a great job. I, you know, you have to look at all the things that are wonderful about you because that's what's going to attract somebody to you. You have to feel really good about yourself. Date yourself, give you that time, give yourself that time to get to know yourself and treat yourself so good that when somebody comes along, you're not going to settle for anybody but somebody who's going to treat you good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show today and sharing your story. Um, I loved it. And even though we were together, I don't know if I necessarily knew like the play by play of how you and Zach got together. So that's really exciting to hear. Um, and I'm so happy for you guys. And I just, you know, for Facebook friends, I love seeing you going on <laughs> vacation, <laughs> posting pictures. You guys just look so happy and it just really, really warms my heart. So um, you know, thank you for trusting in me and for me, allowing me to be part of your, your journey. And, um, I just can't wait to see, um, yeah, I can't wait to see what's next for you and where your relationship goes. Thank you so much for everything. So glad I met you. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details